Good day, everybody, and welcome to the Vittles and Vitals podcast, where we talk about important stuff and how that stuff connects to food, because everything connects to food. I'm Jay Reed. I'm the father. And I'm Jacob Reed, the son, and we're your hosts. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are about to talk about a topic that I think everybody is somewhat familiar with. You've seen them out in the world. You've seen them roving in packs in the wild in the wild they look like wild men except they are not big and and strong enough to be considered a wild man they look like lumberjacks but they have never swung an axe in their life unless it's axe throwing we are discussing the wild hipster lumberjacks in skinny jeans that they are that they are so as i said earlier everybody's seen a hipster Nobody really knows what they are, but we all kind of know what they are. It's one of those things where you can't quite define what a hipster is, but you know it if you see it. What do you think? Yeah, and I I think if you looked at the at a picture of the two of us, it's clear that that you would be more linked to hipsterism than me, just based on appearance, Mm -hmm. Um, and maybe some other things later as we discuss uh, the the signs of a hipster, but. just the other day, I was recording another podcast and I had, uh, you know, my jeans, not skinny jeans, because that just would be wrong. But I did have a T-shirt and uh, an open button, I mean, an open flannel shirt on. And the Robbie, my co-host, said, um, so I see you got your hipster flannel on today. I'm like, OK, I am hipster flannel, even without the beard. Mm-hmm. So then I went to um, just a, a couple hours later. You know, I, I never get on Snapchat, Harley, but I was I got on Snapchat for some reason and I was flipping through the filters and there was a hipster filter. So I took my picture in the hipster filter and I believe I sent it to you. And yes, you did. You did. It was terrifying. Yeah, scary. Was, <laughs> that's um, kind of what I never want to say that again. <laughs> but it yeah, was it's definitely not a, a good look for me. But that was my brush with hipsterism. And so I thought, well, there's a there's a particular subject we both love and the hipster kind of leads to that. So let's, let's talk about what a definition of a hipster is and maybe how you can spot one in the wild. Yeah. So a hipster from my approximately 15, if that minutes of research, uh, back in the forties is when the, the word hipster actually uh, resonated. So this is from vocabulary.com. Um, but apparently in the forties, a hipster was a term for a jazz musician uh, having to do something with hep, H-E-P, which I think is a jazz term. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it means, but I have heard it in association mm-hmm. with jazz before, hip jazz. Yeah. So that came out of that um, that era. So the 40s, that's what a hipster was. And then in the 1960s, a hipster was a term used for some type of low-waisted pants or something like that i'm not 100 percent sure you probably had flares as well i'm Mm -hmm. trying to think they might have been flared i definitely know what hipster pants are because i think they may have come back actually briefly if if they're not still in at the moment uh my wife has a pair of flared jeans so they could well the flare for sure what about hipster did you ask her about hipster hipster pants i don't know what a hipster pants is we'll have to confirm that with with the wives later 
we'll put that on the show notes. <laughs> uh, okay, from my quick. Okay, yeah, hipsters. If I'm if I'm looking at them, I think hipsters came back just a little bit. There's a lot of different versions of a hipster. You're hat. talking about the pants now, right? Yes, I'm looking at the pants. Okay. They just seem like low. They almost look like they were big in the 90s. Could have been. Okay. I so, cannot yeah. claim to be an expert on, on hipster pants. Um, and until today, go. I wasn't an expert on hipster culture, but now yes. I feel like I am. But today, the hipster means the classic. Imagine in your mind what a hipster is, and lo and behold, that's your definition. Yeah. the It was interesting to look at sort of the Wikipedia definitions in, in the 21st century, which is where we are, of course. A member of a subculture defined by claims to authenticity and uniqueness outside of the mainstream culture. And I think that's the big word is hipsters don't like to be mainstream, but mm -hmm. then they get sort of where they identify with the non-mainstream and it kind of becomes mainstream. So in yeah. the course of trying to be different, they all become the same. And then where are you now? You know, it, you're kind of ironically ending up where you didn't want to be. Mm -hmm. that, yeah. uh, the urban dictionary had several definitions too. And of course we're not, you know, we're not condemning anybody. We're not here to, uh, to talk about what people look like or anything like that. It's just an interesting observation, but the the second definition in the Urban Dictionary was a middle class or rich kid who dresses like a hobo. <laughs> I did see that one. That one was funny. They claim to reject the mainstream and sadly have no idea just how mainstream they really are. So that's kind of what I was talking about. Mm -hmm. But you can definitely spot a classic hipster, and we'll get to that in a second. But um, yeah, I, I've you know in my and also in my reading about it. Because obviously, despite my one flannel shirt that I bought on sale going out of business at Penny's, um, that's kind of a, I ran into some hipster food things. Now we're going to, I'm going to, I'm mentioning this now because we're not going to talk about this in the Vittles segment. But um, when I looked at this list, I, I realized, okay, this is some of the things that, that as a food person I have gotten into, like kale, uh, not spinach, but kale. Uh, brus oh, curly kale is what was actually in um, mm -hmm. kimchi, bacon, cold brew coffee, kombucha, uh, craft beer. Now, another list this is this was funny because it was I do love how to our audience you say craft beer, but you definitely have Pabst Blue Ribbon in your notes. That well, which, that was on the list, it was which it I was, would not consider a craft beer, absolutely not. I guess it's no longer mainstream, Pabst Blue Ribbon. Um, but the funniest list I saw was from BuzzFeed, uh, hipster foods that must be stopped. Oh yeah. And I saw this about too. four or five of them were donuts, sushi donuts, spaghetti donuts, which is like a, did you see that picture? It had, it was like spaghetti noodles in a donut shape and baked or something like yeah, that. They, they call it a donut, but every time it's like, it's a donut, it's just something in a donut shape. Shape. Yeah. Pretty so much. It's just like a, like a, it's a ring of sushi or a ring of spaghetti or a it ring did of look like a donut. Yeah. The, you know, the grilled cheese looked pretty doggone good. I'm going to say. I bet it, I bet it did. There was a nacho donut an everything bagel donut, which is confusing. That's but, a bagel. Well, it was a donut with the everything bagel spices or seasoning. But the things that I, you know, I'm thinking maybe, maybe I should be a hipster was the chicken cone, which was like a waffle cone full of mm -hmm. buffalo chicken or something. 
and a pizza cake. I don't know if you saw the pizza cake, but it was like I a, don't think I've seen a pizza cake. It was a tall pizza, like with six or seven layers of crust with fillings yes, yes, in yes. between. I mean, that is that's awesome. I'm I'm about to make a a pizza of sorts for the Super Bowl that we're going to watch as we record here shortly. But uh, nice. not that I, I didn't see that soon enough to prepare for that one. Mm-hmm. But, and then I saw the indulgent milkshake was another thing listed. I and I still haven't had one of these. Are those one of those like crazy tall milkshakes that yeah, have or like there's... a whole pie stuck on a stick in them? And... Exactly. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. exactly. And I'm, I'm still want to have one of those. Um, acai think... bowls were lent, were mentioned and that's like your grandmother is, addicted to acai bowl right now yeah those are those but this is a really good example about how things that were originally part of not the mainstream have become mainstream uh do you remember the charcoal ice cream i saw pictures stuff? of this i don't think i ever saw it but i've, I've seen pictures of yeah it. but it, it like started at one place like charcoal ice cream for those who don't know is ice cream and they ended up doing it with a lot of things where they just activated or added activated charcoal so it was like pitch black mm-hmm stuff and like people were crazy about it and then but did it taste good that's the question i i mean activated charcoal i don't really think has a flavor i think it's a kind of a neutral i think it was more of a color additive um but yeah like people all over the place were eating this black food and it was like what was supposed to be not mainstream has become mainstream yeah well i i I think it'd be fun i mean that's the kind of thing i would order if i went (laughs) to that ice cream oh yeah no 100 percent. i would try it just to just to try it one time but i wouldn't say i would go out of my way for it you know right but if if hipsters there's one odyssey online said something about you know they may be the ones that made hashtag food porn a thing so you know that that is something i can get into they said their instagram accounts are all about food i can get into that so you know Mm -hmm. there are some ridiculous values for sure and of course um you know, what we get into later will also be cool farmers markets. I, I'm into farmers markets and local stores and obscure coffee shops that do coffee art. I'm into that. So mm-hmm. who knows? I too could be a hipster. So what about what are the the hipster warning signs? What if what if you see these? What are the things we need to look for? Uh well there are twenty I think twenty-five signs um from our list that we found. So I think we'll just kind of pick and choose from them just for the interest of time. Sounds good. I love sign number one, which says you have the same haircut as your girlfriend. However, her haircut looks good. That was a good one. Definitely ties into, you know, most of the time a hipster is using some sort of fancy soap that was made from like the milk of a African billy goat. You know, see, that's that's another sign that I may be a hipster. I just finished a bar of donkey milk soap. You're you're speechless, aren't you? (laughs) I was unaware of this when I brought this up. I am as shocked as our audience. And so, the, bar, the next bar in my uh, lineup is charcoal, has activated charcoal in it. So apparently there's, gosh, let's see Where's how far my we go. What have you done with him? Well, there's the, uh, you know, they don't drink anything mainstream. And we've mentioned kombucha, which I also have in my refrigerator not right now. But, but that's mainstream now. Yeah, and I'm not that into it. You're, that's there because your mom bought it. Although I have, you know, I've drunk it before. I understand the value of it, but um, it's pretty. It's pretty rough. Just not my thing. Um, this is uh, something I think you have done. Is uh, call your mom, bro. I definitely think I have called mom, bro, one or two times. Um, <laughs> I know you've called me that. 
Yeah, I've called you that before. But dead. Also, warning sign number three, you drink exclusively out of mason jars and not normal cups. We do have a lot of mason jars we drank out of. I have an entire, pretty much an entire shelf of mason jars that I use for a lot of things including but you can also be southern you know like that one goes one of two one of two ways true that's true that's very true so what about um here's one for sure that you may find yourself in but i don't and that is a pair of super skinny jeans i do not own skinny jeans i own you used to yeah i think you have had some skinny jeans in the past have i actually ever actually owned skinny jeans I thought so. I thought we bought you some at some point. No, mom made me put them on, but they didn't. I didn't like how they fit, so I never Praise bought the them. Lord. I'm glad to hear. But that. no, I do own a, a pair of slim jeans, which are one or two levels above a skinny jean. Um, but that just kind of falls into the. I it's pretty popular to wear a jean like that right now, so it's pretty sure. mainstream. And I, but I, I used to wear. I mean, when I was in college, I wore you know straight legs and mm-hmm. pretty. Not tight, tight, but but tight on the legs at least, and so I may have that may have been the precursor of skinny yes. jeans. But I don't pay four hundred dollars for my jeans, which somebody has already ripped holes in. No, I don't. I pretty much if there's holes in them, they they are translated to yard jeans at that point. Yes, they are. They are. Uh, here's one that I could say you have been guilty of at some number time. ten. You- I bet. Yeah, you haven't eaten <laughs> breakfast or lunch in two years. Brunch is where it's at. We were in Jackson, Tennessee last weekend to del- help deliver your sister to school, and my goal was to eat brunch twice. And I'm not sure. We did it once, or late breakfast, I guess is what you would call it. But it was it did have a version of Eggs Benedict with avocado. So I think actually that's another warning sign. That's, there's one of them. It's like you eat avocado. You don't like Just it. You can smear it on toast. Well, I do like them actually. In fact, so that takes me out of the running. But um, but yeah, I, I love brunch because then you can sleep late and still enjoy breakfast food. And then the people who didn't sleep late and went down to the hotel and ate breakfast, then they can have lunch food. It's perfect. It's the perfect meal. Mm-hmm. That is true. I do like brunch myself. I think we are st- both starting to become guilty of warning sign number 11, yes. which is our, our sock drawers are slowly not containing normal socks. Most yeah. of them are fancy or funny. Yeah, that's true. I definitely have those, a, a bunch of it. And um, I do not have an ironic long beard, although you have in the past, maybe a little longer than, I don't know. Have you got I, keep mine, I, keep mine, I keep mine very trimmed. Okay, so maybe we've we've gone. The only time I got long was when I was going to sell it for a beard auction, and that was a very specific case, and it was mostly a neck beard. It did not look good. <laughs> and you tried number eighteen. You own a record player because it sounds so much better on vinyl. But uh, said record player is still in my garage, never to have played a record. No, it played it played one record. I, it didn't sound as good as a Bluetooth speaker. <laughs> yeah. So I'd still want to fix that because I want to try the vinyl. We do have a record store here in town, but yeah, we do. We have one here as well. I don't get the tiny plaid scarf. Uh, for some reason it's bolded and underlined. So do you have a scarf? I do not have a scarf. I just thought it was funny because it says uh, it physically cannot keep you warm. It's mm. there to drape loosely around your neck. But the, the best part was you don't mind if you get farmer's market food truck burrito on it. So yeah. that part I'm into. I'm de- and I mean, what is was it just yesterday you sent me a picture of a food truck 
torta sandwich that mm-hmm. uh, very authentic very... mexican yeah so there see, truly that... are so many hipster places to take you to eat here I, in raleigh i was gonna say that's a hipster sign right there because you just said it was authentic i really was the woman spoke i don't think she speaks english <laughs> I had a similar experience last week in uh, buying some tortillas, and I said, "Can you tell me why these are red?" And she said, "I have, I don't know." <laughs> so, and then you got them. I bought them anyway. Them. Yep. But sure. uh, as a moment of segue into our next topic, one of my favorite videos uh, about hipster culture is by a YouTube group called Smosh, and Sounds they. Hipster. No, they're not. They're they're very mainstream. They're very popular. But they did a video about every hipster ever. And the best one was this guy went to what most people would consider like a hole-in-the-wall coffee shop. And a girl orders, you know, a... I think she orders a pour-over something. And it's this guy, and he's like stereotypical history. He's got a mustache, is wearing a pocket chain for no reason. Looks <laughs> like he stepped out of the 1840s, but it's modern day. And he's like, huh, this is not real coffee. And then... He asks for the real coffee and the person hands him like a wooden tray with vials. One's hot water, one is coffee beans, and one of them is milk. And he like puts the coffee beans straight in his mouth, chews it for a second, and then drinks hot water. And he's like burning himself. And he's like, oh, that's a good cup of coffee. (laughs) And that really is how hipster coffee is. I I suppose. Well, you when it comes to coffee, I mean, I I don't know. Are we bordering on hipster and our uh our love and devotion to coffee gadgets i mean it it really defines i mean it almost seems like getting into fancier coffee is becoming more mainstream because like no doubt about that here in the seminary environment especially very a ton of people have some sort of pour over device at minimum or at least a better coffee pot than like a mr coffee oh yeah well if you think about yeah go ahead well, we have a, a huge roaster or a couple massive roasters not far from here. So we have Counterculture in Durham, which uh-huh. is about 45 minutes away. We have Black and White Coffee. Yeah, here. I mean, Counterculture, you see that around here. Yeah, Counterculture. So we have some really big, what would be considered third wave, which is like the what the wave of coffee we're in right now. A lot of really big third wave companies in our area. So a lot of people have pour overs. A lot of people grind their own beans. Our neighbors across the seat roast their own beans, and we have some on our shelf right now. We wow, got some today. That's very cool. And, and when we lived, we're going to get to this later, maybe in another episode, but uh, when we lived in Yemen, some of my friends decided, because you could get the the green beans there very easily, the raw beans, and people learned how to how to roast themselves. And I had you know some coffee from that had been roasted in people's homes um, that's there, nice. too. I mean, I have I myself have considered getting into the roasting game. Just for the mere fact that that you can roast really good coffee yourself for much cheaper than it would cost to buy it, but you know it's got a little bit of an upstart cost. But you know, right, it doesn't right. take long to pay that back. Well, I I think that probably depends on on your equipment, but I know even locally, your your uh, former uh, college minister and uh, Nathan and friend Reed Stevens, they got together, and I think there may have been somebody else, but. They did it the old-fashioned way with a, an air popper, like a popcorn popper. Mm-hmm. Got the green beans from a place, I think, in Jackson, Mississippi, and and did their own roasting and, you know, went from roast to, to cup uh, in, a, in a morning, which I think was a little bit – They even they admitted it was a little bit 
quick because they didn't sit or something like that. But anyway, yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's really crazy, you know, what you can do. Now, when you think about in, you know, back in the day when I was, you know, even your age or younger, when you think about going to a coffee shop, you know, it was kind of like the Starbucks Cafe where, you know, yeah. a bunch of guys go and just, you know, they're drinking the coffee out of the ginormous pots that have been going all day long and yeah it's um, maxwell house or folgers yeah or some sort of coffee service which can be good i mean i've there's some great coffee services out there but uh and they vary in quality but Mm -hmm. it it is kind of funny to think of going from the you know the 25 cent cup uh at the cafe to you know the several and that's being generous several dollars cup of pour over or whatever mm-hmm. you know single origin blah 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 all that kind of stuff which we can yeah get into which is really interesting because there there is considered in the world of coffee three waves of coffee first yeah. wave second wave and third wave so yeah, explain first that because that's that's interesting so the first wave of and there's a chance that i'm going to i read an article on it a while ago so i could get some of this information wrong but first wave started right after world war ii okay where a lot of soldiers were coming home and then they had had you know they got used to drinking coffee in the european countries they were part of rations and stuff like that so they they wanted to come back and everybody was like really getting back into working long hours back in the factories back at work and everything you know, there was a boom of industry going on. So they just needed coffee for caffeine kind of situation. So that's when coffee in a, a metal tin kind of started and stuff like that. So that was the first wave. Hmm. Second wave started with Starbucks, which was more. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Starbucks was kind of the second is considered kind of the second way. So that's your your coffee shops that serve kind of strictly like the coffee is higher quality, you know, they're starting to get better beans and stuff, but it's kind of sugary drinks and espresso is kind of becoming a thing. Which I guess is also kind of European. You get the the mm-hmm. drinks, most of those words, espresso and cappuccino and all that are Italian or, I mean, I'm not going to try to get into the etymology, but yeah, um, I can see where the, there's still a European connection. Um, mm-hmm. You're kind of upscaling a bit. And, um, okay. So that makes sense. Yeah. And now third wave is what we're in now, which is like, we want to get to the heart of coffee kind of situation. So you're getting really unique beans from places like Ethiopia. Yemen is a really popular area when you can get them like very expensive cups of coffee Mm -hmm. beans that are, you know, allowed to sit in a certain condition for like three months before they're roasted. It has a different flavor. So it's like all really technical, but like really trying to get to like the heart of a bean. So like almost it's almost a sin to add sugar to this because, you know, (laughs) the coffee itself has like natural sweetness and stuff like that. Um, So it's all really technical. So that's why pour overs have gotten really big is because you get more of those flavors using a using a pour over as compared to like a French press. Right. So that kind of takes me back to, you know, when I, I didn't drink coffee as when I was your age, I was just getting started because my, both of us and my grandparents drank coffee on, on the regular, just, there was always coffee pot in the morning, but neither of my parents did, which was kind of ironic coming from coffee drinking families, but they just didn't like it. So, um, I didn't, I didn't drink it until 
I got to college and then one of my roommates, Lee Linder had, um, sort of a coffee addiction. Uh, but it was, he was more, he was a real big studier. And so he had a coffee pot going a lot and I learned to drink it there just from like, it was a lot of milk, a lot of sugar and a little coffee, kind of like today's Frappuccino almost. And, you know, that kind of thing I liked. And over time I could, you know, go with less, but what I ended up doing was kind of at some point I did the South beach diet, you know, no sugar, no sweetener. Well, you could do artificial sweeteners, but I learned to drink it black because you couldn't have milk, um, might have a sweet and low or something. And then later, um, so I I guess I, I began to appreciate it black at that point. I could drink it. And if I, I, I could wrap my mind around a little bit more. And then Melissa urban, who is the, you know, one of the founders of, of whole 30, the way she worded it, I thought was interesting because you're not supposed to have sugar or artificial sweeteners or sugar or, or milk or anything on that, on the whole 30. And she was like, you know, you say you can't drink your coffee black. If that's the case, you just haven't had good coffee. And I think she makes an excellent Mm -hmm. point. You with the coffee, like you're talking about um, this, you know, whatever the origin is, the blend or whatever it, a lot has to do with how it's, how it's made how it's prepared the beans themselves and um honestly so much of it has to do with the roast as well oh yeah because like second wave was really big with like dark roasts so you know a lot of still like dark roast that's what i'm gonna look Mm -hmm. for usually yeah i am a more medium or light roast because i think you get more of the coffee floral notes out of it because Mm -hmm. of that but yeah, and I can get into that, but I, I like the darker because I like the uh, sort of chocolate uh, notes, the darker fruits and the in the chocolate. Yeah. Notes. Yeah. I mean, and it's it's interesting because I just looked this up right now just recently. But like the Chemex, which is a very popular pour over, was created in 1945. No good grief. Yeah. So it's it's an ancient or ancient as far as coffee devices go way of making coffee. And it's been around for for a hot minute and then you have the Hario V60 which is like the most popular one. It came out in 2005. So this stuff has been running around for 15 years and they're constantly developing new ways of doing essentially the same thing but they all kind of have little quirks yeah that make them unique. So what's your I know you've got a coffee station in your house that has a I got a, a large fine. number of options of how to make coffee so what is your kind of go-to like every when you wake up in the morning what are you going to do uh most of the time i'm going to reach for a pour over of some sort uh i love my chemex um but chemex filters are very difficult to come come by these days because i think the production has been slowed down due to covid they made a toilet paper or something (laughs) no they were used as masks for a while oh gosh okay that's funny. Yeah, it was real strange. So those are just really hard to come by. So I usually uh, will reach for my V60, um, but that is only for medium or light roast. If it's a dark roast, I actually do uh, an AeroPress for two. Hmm. So I make a concentrate and then dilute it with water. And that, that was, that's been really good. Okay. Yeah. I, AeroPress is my go-to in the morning for a single cup. And I do have at a recent estate sale I went to, I did get a tiny French press that'll make one cup, but I really prefer the flavor that comes out of the AeroPress. And it's actually, it takes a lot less time. I'm still, I don't have a, I just have a regular hot water kettle. I don't have a 
a follows like you have right now that has the temperature. I have one mm-hmm. on the way, but the I guess the model okay. I chose is on back order. It's supposed to be here any day now, but uh, once awesome. I get that, it'll take even less time. But yeah, I like nice. an air press for my from for me. If I have guests or if I'm making it for for more than one person, definitely go with the French press. And you know, I'm kind of a. I have a feeling we we're already talking about doing a second episode on this, and I think we could do several more. But um, you know, right now I've probably got, you know, in Jackson last week we went to a store that has coffee that I don't see all the time, so I had two bags of beans from there. Um, I just bought a Keurig. Don't kill me, but um, you know, we do use Keurig from time to time. I'm not an anti-Keurig. Mom um, uses it religiously every day, and I've got I bought one for work, and I got some um, some community coffee for that with chicory and. I got some Mardi Gras keen cake flavor. So I'm I'm not too much of a snob. I do prefer the whole bean that I grind and and use, but you know, I'm not gonna be uh too much of a snob about it. I'm much more of a snob about it. But you- I'm okay with that. I am a snob. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know what those drum beats mean. It is time for our favorites of the mostly bi week, sometimes a little bit more in a bi week because of scheduling. So, Dad, what is your favorite? I'm going to tell you about a couple of podcasts. And the reason I'm going to tell you about two is because they, they have similar sort of backgrounds. Um, one that I listened to last year called Knock Knock, uh, kind of a true crime podcast. And actually, it was about a an unsolved murder here in Startville. Um, mm. And what what I found interesting about it, I knew about the murder. Um, I didn't really know the people involved very well. It kind of happened when I was at college, and so I was in and out of town a lot. But the ironic thing is after the, the podcast kind of went into detail about what happened and, and the investigation, and shortly after the podcast concluded – they actually caught the guy. I'm sorry, spoiler alert, but uh, wow. they actually caught the guy that did it. And I'm not sure if the podcast was involved in in helping things along, but some of the techniques, the DNA techniques they discussed uh, on the cat on the podcast, actually were used to find the guy. So that was interesting. The other one that I'm listening to now, I've just uh, changed jobs and working in Matheson, Mississippi, which is about 15, 20 minute drive uh, east of Startville. I'm sorry, West of Starville. And I found out about a podcast that's local over there too. It's a, a local history teacher uh, and another professor or a teacher in the school system there. And they just talk about local issues. And so the first one was, um, or the one I just listened to is a two-parter about a, a murder mystery that's still still unsolved from 1910. Um, and then the other one was about Wood Junior College, which is now uh, defunct, but just the whole history of that school. They're going to talk next about some of the way, the reason the little towns around here were named what they are. And I just find it fascinating. So my, my sort of flavor is if you like listening to podcasts, try to find one that, because there's bound to be one that goes into local stuff. So knock, knock was about Starville. Uh, the grateful historians is about, Webster County and that area. And as I'm working over there, you know, I meet new people 
and I'm just learning about the area. And it's fascinating because some of the names that he's mentioned are names that I still see on prescriptions uh, even today. So, you know, wow. long history of families and everybody kind of related or a lot of people related. And um, so anyway, I'm just advocating. And like you and I, even though we're in Mississippi listening, when we listen to Catlick, it was all about Atlanta and in that area around Georgia. So, you know, if I was an Atlantean, Atlantean, you know, mm -hmm. I would recommend that as well. So anyway, find your local podcast. That is super cool. Unfortunately, I have too many podcasts to listen to already. I'm oh, doing some backlog that. of some podcasts, so I, I have plenty. But uh, my favorite for this week is to, in the, the terms of hipster coffee, is to go to a cool hipster coffee shop if you have the chance and order a drink that you typically wouldn't. Um, so for me, an example for me, and this is actually something I would order anyway, but we went to a place called Sir Walter Coffee here in the Raleigh area. Um, it is a combination of a bar, a coffee shop, and it's got some food as well. Uh, but they have one called the Coffee Julep, which is espresso espresso muddled mint honey it's shaken and served over ice and it is garnished with a mint sprig and it was delicious it was so good i really enjoyed it um it was flavorful it was minty it went well with the coffee kind of had a coffee cocktail kind of feel to it. it came in a little cocktail glass so it was really fun it was seven dollars but <laughs> You know, sometimes it's good to spoil yourself, you know? That's so hipster. It was, it was. But it was delicious. Lindsay's latte was really good. So yeah, go to a coffee shop that may be a little hipster and try something new. I've done that before. I think I cannot remember the name of it, but I went to, it was just a, basically a hotel coffee shop in Oxford at The Graduate. And the name of the drink had something to do with the glass it was in. It started with a G and uh, my mind has gone blank right now, but. Hmm. But the it was kind of a cortado. Basically, it was a cortado type of drink. But because mm -hmm. of the glass that it was served in, it was named after the glass. And I'll have to get back to everybody on what the name of it was because I've forgotten. But cool. But yeah, I I like that. And and I've done that. I you know me. You've been with me to uh, coffee. I was recalling our trip to Atlanta, and you know we stopped at a coffee shop on the way there. We went to at least two, if not mm -hmm. more, when we got there. And you know how. I think I might have had a at the uh, at the one in Atlanta. I can't, I'm running out of my my brain power is limited today. Can't remember the names, but we um, I got a Captain Crunch Cortada, which had the Captain Crunch cereal milk in the in the in the restaurant. Yeah, yeah, I remember Hotel. that. Yeah, I was at the uh, the cold brew bar. Cold brew bar, exactly where it was. So, so yeah, so lots more, lots lots more to talk about coffee. So we will have to do another episode or two on this later but in the meantime we want to thank you so much for listening if you've enjoyed it and think others might enjoy it too please share please rate and review on apple podcast or whatever platform you found us and they are legion you can find us on the worldwide interweb at Vittle vital pod on instagram and twitter Vittles and vital podcasts on facebook and we'd love to hear from you if you have a subject you'd like us to cover shoot us a dm and remember if it's vital look for the vittles